Joshua Toomey here of the Talk To Me podcast. And before we get into this next episode on the CMS Podcast Network, let's talk about the Talk To Me t-shirt. It is awesome. It has a skull, pizza, and headphones, all the great things in life. <laughs> so if you want to support the Talk To Me podcast, head over to talktomepod.com, scroll to the bottom of the screen, order yourself a Talk To Me t-shirt, let your friends and family know that you support the Talk To Me podcast, and that will be much appreciated. So once again, guys, talktomepod.com, and now on to the episode you actually came to see. This is Talk To Me. The official podcast of MetalNexus.net. Your host, Joshua Toomey, bring you epic rants, anecdotes, and interviews with heavy hitters from hardcore A new life begins! to hair metal. This is Talk To Me. What's up, everybody? This is episode 164 of Talk To Me the official podcast of Metal Nexus. Make sure to head over to MetalNexus.net for all the news, reviews, interviews, and the archives of the Talk To Me podcast. Huge guest this week, Joey Jordison of Sensanium and Vimic. And you guys also know him as the former drummer of Slipknot. What a great guest. What a fun chat. And that will be coming up momentarily. This episode is brought to you by... Good company with bowling. Yes, that is our good friend Scott Bowling down in Atlanta. Make sure you're checking out his YouTube channel. That's Good Company with Bowling. Uh, recently, I checked out the Rich Ward episode. His interview with Rich Ward is like two hours long, and it's great. If you are a Stuck Mojo fan, if you are a Fozzie fan, you need to make sure you're checking out Good Company with Bowling and his interview with Rich Ward. And we've also got a band show sponsor this week, and it's the band Fox Bat out of right here in Louisville, Kentucky. They have a new album coming out called Rot Gut out August 3rd on Core Sample Records. You can pre-order it on vinyl or CD at foxbatmusic.com, or you can pick it up if you're here in Louisville at their CD release show at Headliners August 4th. So let's check out Grim Reaper by Fox Bat. Yeah. Wow. 
it's Heidi from Butcher Babies, and you are listening to Talk To Me. All right, guys, that was Grim Reaper by Fox Bat. And that's on their upcoming album, Rot Gut, out August 3rd on Core Sample Records. Go check those guys out. Clay and the guys in Fox Bat are great dudes. And thank you for sponsoring the show. If you would like your band to be featured on a future episode of Talk To Me, just make sure to reach out to me. Facebook, Twitter, at Talk To Me Talk, or you can email the show directly at talktometalk at gmail.com. All right, guys, now that we've got all of that out of the way, let's get into my conversation with Joey Jordison of Sinsani. for humanity tell us a little bit about the album well the album was recorded in france and um you know i i trained for my drum tracks you know here you know like through demos that we exchanged uh through each other and everything um you know via france and here in america you know me and sean you know he's in Atlanta. i'm in iowa and everyone else is uh you know of course in france and everything and it was cool to record in france man it was a great experience and everything was is was absolutely uh completely extreme as far as like you know just like getting into the room and just feeling that connection and there was a there's a really cold feeling about like when we actually you know did the tracks and everything um because they're just the vibe in the room that when you know that you have that connection which i'm pretty sure that you know when you you know being in a band yourself um that you just uh you just connect with people and uh that's you know when we started you know when we did the first record and everything like that uh everything uh just connected completely and it was a great experience and you know i can't wait for everyone to hear the record and and uh check it out and uh you know it'll be cool yeah final resolve which has been released man has a awesome like obituary vibe to it it's got like such a cool obituary groove to it i love it 
Oh, da, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely getting your Donald Tardy on there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's it's yeah, when I, I lay the drum tracks down for that, you know, what's great about when I, you know, went over to France to do this record and uh, how we communicated was the fact that we didn't have to concentrate on uh, everything too much is is the fact that uh, is, there's just a connection. And, uh, you know, you sit down, you do your homework, and you try a couple different things, and you know how it goes, man. Right, right. And, you do, yeah, you, you totally know what I mean. And you just sit down, and you, you grind it out, and, like, you see what, you know, fits, and see where it lands. And uh, But thank you for saying that. That's That's really cool that you enjoy that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's very cool, man. How, kind of just thinking about it off the top of my head here, but like having some band members in France, you know, growing up playing music, there's no way that, you know, if, if the guitar player lived a town over, it was a hassle. And now you're in a band with dudes in France. That's got to be insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a little tough because of the, you know, we have to uh, be in communication all the time. So, you know, the time schedules are completely different. You know, and then I'm rehearsing, you know, at nighttime and it's morning time for them. So when I'm ready to, you know, call it a night, you know, they're calling me in the morning. <laughs> so it's, but, you know, man, like, uh, there's nothing to complain about, man. It's, it, you know, it's like uh, we have a, a supreme love for extreme metal and, and, and death metal. And, and this is meant to be, and it's, um, it's a meeting of the minds, really. Uh, I think you know what I mean by that because uh, of what you've done in uh, your career as well. Uh, and, uh, and that's, uh, you know, where we're at right now. And uh, we're just uh, continuing on, like, where we need to be as far as a constructive unit and make sure that we do our job and our homework to make sure because we live in different places to uh, make sure when we get to a rehearsal that everyone's on point. And we were. You know, just like when I was just over in France just not too long ago and recording the new record and everything, like, it was it was a great experience, man. And, like, I think everyone's going to really like the new record. You know, there's one thing about you know, this day and age of being able to send files to one another and here's a riff and here's this riff, but, but nothing will ever top getting in a room with your friends and just playing loud. You know that you'll you'll, Very, ne you'll never be able to recreate that with a file sent through email. Yeah, yeah, th those were just demos. Like you know, and like you, what you just said is a, a you know, it's a a great point because like when we get in the room together, it's different than when you send a demo. You know, like you have the chemistry and like you work together. Like you know, like what works here, what works there, and like. And, uh, you, you know, just you just build upon, like, the construction of the song and, and everything en ends up working, you know, the way it should be because you you have counterparts, you know, you know, within uh, your band. Like, you're not in a band because you just want to play music. You're in a band because there's a meaning and, like, you're in a band because there's people that understand you and you understand them and you know what I mean? And we, and you just, and you move forward. It's just like, you know, if you're in a construction business, you don't employ someone if they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, that's why I've never got a construction job because they would uh, <laughs> laugh me off the uh, job site for not being able to swing a hammer properly. Yeah, <laughs> my dad made me pour. My dad made me pour concrete and getting and uh, you know pull concrete for a while, you know, so I could buy my first Pearl drum set. Which later on in years, you know, I got endorsed by them, so it's actually really cool. So, yeah, you got to work for what you want, and it's the same thing, you know, just in living life, you know, like it's life is work, and you know, especially like when you're playing in a extreme like death metal, black metal band. I mean, like there's there's no um, there's no letting down any. any way of your heart or your or your soul. I mean, you you have to be on top of your game at all times because you can't let anyone down, especially, you know, in in my throne and then, you know, being a drummer and everything, it's it's uh it's a big responsibility and I, and I love it because it it drives me every day and it's a it's a it's a cool gift, man. You know, you are one of the handful of drummers that when you hear, you know, you on tape, you go, wow, that's Joey Jordison. You know, there's not a lot of drummers out there that you can, you know, just listen to and go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's, you know, that's Chris Adler. That's Dave Lombardo. There's there's a handful of dudes, and I think you're one of those guys. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. That's a great compliment, and uh, thank you for saying that very much. You know, um, I don't think I I try necessarily to be like that. It just happens. And it's something I was born with and uh, something I still, uh, you know, train myself with every day. And uh, and I and I want to make sure that I'm at my best at all times for my other counterparts in the band. And also, most importantly, the fans and everything. So I want to make sure that I'm at the top of my game. So I just rehearse all day. So I just keep at it, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's something that you can necessarily set out to do i think that's you know that's james hetfield's right hand that's you know that's you behind the kit kind of stuff you know that's not something that you're gonna sit down and go okay i'm gonna create my own style so people know it's me playing drums i think that's just you know god-given talent kind of stuff well thank you for saying that that's actually a really cool compliment because it is you know people can believe in whatever they want but it is it is a a gift yeah you know uh, you know, from other forces, you know, right. God-given which, which uh, which, quotations. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely no. You're absolutely right, though, man. It, it is a God-given gift, whether no matter what God is, if it's in right. yourself or whatever you believe in, uh, whatever religion you are, it is a God-given gift, and it follows you. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It follows you no matter what, and it's up to you to make sure that you tread that that line no matter what, and you walk that path, and you make sure that you, you know, you have your one foot in front of the other no matter what you do, and you have a responsibility, and that's the thing with Insanum is, uh, is it's a definite re- big responsibility since, we, you know, we don't live all in the same place, so... Um, you know, uh, you know, with with rehearsing or just like when I'm rehearsing by myself or playing like dip, you know other songs and stuff like that, you know, from different bands, it's that the, the fact that uh, keeping your chops up, keeping your health up, and just you know, and that's what I you know I want to I'd like to say to other drummers, 
uh, or anyone that's listening is that, you know, always, always just no matter what, keep practicing. You know, it doesn't matter how old you get or how good you get or what you accomplish or anything like that. You just you just keep moving no matter what. Yeah, I think that the music business in in itself, I mean, obviously you have to have some talent, but I think at some point it does reward longevity. I think it does reward someone sticking it out and trying to make it. And eventually, you know, you'll get something, even if it's not the, you know, you're obviously not playing with Metallica or something, but, you know, you'll end up as much as, as this business is difficult. I think it's also very forgiving at the same time. It is, man, because I think everyone, like, within, like, the industry and within everyone that's in the music industry or in bands, especially in metal bands, uh, you know, like, metal bands are, like, some of the most friendly people that there is because we get our energy and our angst out on stage. So, like, when that purging is gone you know, and we can come off and know that we did a good job and the fans are happy that uh, we can go back and and start rewinding our clock towards the next exorcism of, like, what we need to do next day. Oh, yeah, and this this entire journey with this podcast for the last almost three years now, it's made me realize how much the music industry is really about one degree of separation. Like, you're always one phone call away from uh, from getting a cool gig or, I don't know, man. It's just something about, if you have a good personality, you have good talent and you have a cool look, I think you can, uh, you'll eventually get something because someone's always needing that fill-in guy or, you know, I'm starting a new band, I need a bass player, do you know anybody? Oh yeah, I know this guy or I know a guy that knows a guy. I mean, it's, it's so, such a small circle once you kind of get into it. Yeah, it's it's really weird, you know, man. Like, you know, since you know, like when uh, you know, I don't like mentioning this not too much, but uh, everyone knows where I came from. And when we got signed in 1998, um, you know, like all the counterparts I've met through my life, you know, and the bands that I played in, yeah, they're. they're I mean, it's a small circle. It seems like it's huge, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and then that's great because, you know, metal is a great community. It's like a family. Like, every, everyone everyone knows each other, and, like, you know, every, everyone's friends. Like, when you're in extreme metal and uh, you're, uh, you're, you're purging yourself into this type of stuff, um, it's, it's heartfelt, and everyone else is doing the same thing. Even though if you're not playing the same music, you have to, you have respect for each other because they're doing the same thing and trying to better their lives because metal is a huge huge part of your soul. Like if you're in it, you're in. It's like you're not out ever. <laughs> like you're never out. Period. No. Yeah. As soon as you, you know, once you're nine, ten, eleven, you find that Kiss record. It's pretty much over with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. First, yeah, first Kiss Alive record, man. That that was that was uh, what did it, man. So it's kind of I had some, you know, obviously a list of stuff to talk about. The one thing I had on here was obviously you've always kind of flown the flag for heavy metal, extreme metal, even back to the aforementioned Slipknot, all the way through to what you're doing now. Um, 
you know, what was what were the bands that kind of caught you early? You know, with the the kind of the heaviest stuff that you listened to as a kid. You know, it's kind of funny. That's a that's a good question, and it's a hard question at the same time. Um, you know, there's a band that really captured me, but I was really young at this time. Okay, and you know, my parents had a great you know vinyl collection, like extensive vinyl mm-hmm. collection. And uh, there was this band called April Wine okay. that had this album called Harder Faster, and it was for some reason it's it's heavy, but it's classy, like, and it's not something necessarily I'm trying to promote, but it like it hooked me, and it's the same like with Early Kiss and stuff like that. This is before like you know when I got into uh, you know my. Um, my mid-teens when I, of course, dis- discovered uh, thrash metal, you know. And uh, other than that, man, like, it was it was game over. You know, like, once thrash metal hit my soul, I mean, uh, like, I was off to the races. I mean, that was it. I mean, I've never, you know, felt that. And it's the same thing today, you know. Same thing with, like, with, uh, you know, playing with Sinsanum. Uh, it... it, it pushes me and that's what music should do it should be not something that's comfortable it should be something that excels you to um you know better yourself regardless it should not be something that's comfortable it has to be uh, a challenge at all times and that's the thing with all your counterparts that you play with is the fact that we're all going through the same thing and we're all a team. And it's just, you know, I, I imagine like, you know, just like a soccer team is, you know, like you have to push yourself no matter what, and you have to be on top of your game at all times. So it started back, you know, back then. And it, and it's still like this now. And like, I love discovering new bands and stuff like that. Uh, I did want to kind of hit on a, com- uh, a couple of things before we get back into Sensanium. Um, I have the dumbest question for you possible, but uh, you're in your time in corn. Um, I know that Jonathan enjoyed talking over the ride symbol intro to blind. And I know that like, did your arm ever come close to falling off from him? Just, you know, talking to the crowd because that, that ride symbol constantly had to have been a pain in the ass. No, not, not at all. No, because it, I mean, I don't want to say that it's necessarily an easy pattern, but it is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not hard, you know? And like, I, I never, I never fell off beat or anything like that. So, but, uh, it was cool because he, cause he had, you know, like he's got to pump that crowd up because every, everyone's waiting for that riff to kick in. So, um, yeah, I just sit there and like the best thing about, you know, when you're playing drums and everything is to be relaxed, no matter how, no matter how fast you're playing, how fast your blasts are, how fast your tom fills are, is to be relaxed. You cannot be tense at all. Otherwise, it does. You know. So, you know, like when you're like, I'm like, it just feels comfortable. I remember being like 94, hearing that for the first time. Just that 
that that's oh, for some reason that whole build up the very first time I ever heard that song blew my mind. I was like, this is the most amazing band I've ever heard. It was it was a great uh, great great debut album. You know what? I am in complete agreement with you. Uh, when I got the first Corn record, um, it, uh, you know, I was actually playing in a thrash metal band called Modifidius at the time, and I was uh, up in Davenport. Uh, which is on the east end of Iowa, like next to Moline, Illinois. And uh, the first time I heard about it, it was like, you know, it was right when the record came out, and I was over in Davenport at, at an after party and everything, and they played it. I'm like, what in the fuck is this? I'm like, this, <laughs> I'm like, this rules. And of course, look how, you know, I, I'm like, this band is going to like, blow up and the fact that you know i got to uh you know guest in the band and you know and and you know kaylin you know you know being the lead singer in vimic and everything like corn did amazing things for my my career and um i can't thank them much enough just for their music not just for being in the band you know so uh it was definitely a, a really really killer experience man and they taught me a lot, to tell you the truth. So it was re- it was really cool. Did you enjoy the hired gun aspect of that? You know, doing the Rob Zombie stuff, doing the stuff with Corn. You know, the all the other stuff that you've done. Did you enjoy that part of it, or do you like kind of being more of a band member? Well, it just uh, I prefer you know to be in control of my own projects, you know, and then like where my heart lies. But when, you know, I have time off and, and there's opportunities, I just love playing music and contributing to the bands that meant so much to me when I was growing up. So, I mean, man, all that matters is that playing music, you just, you pick up your swords, like I said before, and you stay on drums or, or guitar or your vocals or your bass or keyboards, violins, you know, or horn instruments, whatever it is that you excel at, stay on it, you know, and things will come back to you. Absolutely. Uh, a couple words on Vinnie Paul and what he means to you. Uh, probably one of my favorite, actually, oh, God, this is hard. Because I want to say the right thing. Um, I think he was probably one of the most generous and lovely human beings I've ever met in my life. And I think that everyone that knows him, and of course all the Pantera fans, and what he brought to the music world, and how much he influenced all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's it's unmatchable. You know, it's like, and it it's heartbreaking that he's gone, but, you know, I was thinking about this last night, man. I'm just like, in a way, I think his brother like had a bunch of riffs up in Metal Heaven, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, you need to get up here and play drums, man." <laughs> you know, so it, I mean, I have to look at it like that. But man, to his family, to the Abbott family, and everything, and my sincerest condolences, and to all the Pantera fans and just the metal world, man, what a loss! And you know, I love that guy. He was so sweet to me, and he was he was he was just he was just awesome. 
Like, there was not a mean bone in that guy's body. You know, like, he was just such a sweetheart and just one of the best metal drummers of all time. You know, and, you know, I just, I can't say enough enough great words about him, man. I could go on forever, but, you know, rest in peace, Benny Ball, and, uh, and uh, I'm glad you're back with your brother. Yeah, absolutely, man. Vinny was was always the life of the party, and uh, and the last time I saw him was at a Hell Yeah show here in town, and, and after the show, man, we were just backstage, and he was just holding court, man, just telling everybody great stories, and um, it was a few weeks after they'd done, uh, Hell Yeah had done Rock on the Range, which was in Columbus, and so he was telling everybody about how he felt about playing in Columbus again and things like that, and uh, man, he was just... It's one of those nights where where the podcaster in me wishes I had my recorder just kind of sitting in my pocket and recording everything because it was such great stories and he was always just so nice to all the fans and everybody. Yeah, man. Well, he, that that's the thing. There's a difference between a, a musician and an artist. You know, like you can be a musician, but like he was an artist. Mm-hmm. Like he gave us so much great music, and like you know, along with his, you know what with Daryl and everything, um, you know, you know, they, they were, they were ultimate chemistry and like, they just gave us so much, man. And like, we're going to miss them forever. But the thing is, what's great is he left as long as, you know, the whole Abbott family left this legacy that we, we can keep living on and keep enjoying and listening to. So, he always treated me great, man. I'm going to miss him forever. You know, I love him and, and my sincerest condolences to the Abbott family and everything. And like, he's always going to live with me, man. Like no matter what, like I miss him. As we all do. Um, as we kind of wrap this up, a couple quick ones. I mean, is there a future of Vimic at this point? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Yeah. We're still, yeah, absolutely. That's, I don't know why that's even a question, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, yeah. 100%. We're all in contact every day and everything. So, and, uh, Oh, I didn't know if you know, I mean, I don't want to get fans too pumped up or whatever, but you know, we have a whole nother record that's been recorded. So, uh, you know, we're, uh, finding the right label and, uh, the right people to, you know, to handle it and put it out and everything. But, uh, yeah, 100% still, still full on. And then the one question that always makes headlines: anything for uh, murder dolls? What's that? I said, is there anything? Uh, any- <laughs> uh, the murder dolls. Uh, you know, it's cool that I've been talking uh, to Wednesday recently, but I I can't disclose anything like that. You know, but uh, you, I mean, never say never, man. It I mean, so, that's life. So funny with either you or him. You guys say the words murder dolls, and it's like blabbermouth headlines. It's it's insane. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's kind of funny because you know we we have a bunch of songs that have been written and a bunch that are ready to go. It's just that you know, timing is everything, man. Mm-hmm. It's not not necessarily uh, anything about um, oh we need to do this just to impress people or we need to put out this record or do something like that. Timing in life is everything. So um, you know, we'll we'll see, dude. Only time will tell. 
Very cool. And then uh, the touring future of Sensanium, uh, what's uh, what's what's on the horizon there? Oh, we're going on tour very soon. So um, we're getting ready to do rehearsal and stuff like that. So um, we're just going to continue on uh, like the path of just like rehearsing, you know, since we live in different parts of, you know, the world. And, uh, and when we get together, we're always tight, man, because we always do our homework. So we'll be on tour very soon. And uh, last question, uh, if my math is correct, you were one of only three drummers to ever play for Metallica. Anything crazy you remember about that night other than, you know, just the uh, the amazing YouTube videos that are out there? Um, well, we were opening for Metallica, and we were on tour with them for a while. And uh, the, the, uh, the only thing I can really tell you is that Slipknot got off stage and... Um, I went backstage, you know, to, I took my mask off and, you know, I was getting changed clothes and took a shower. And then, like, uh, their tour manager came over and my tour manager came over and said, James Hetfield needs to talk to you. I'm like, um, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> You're scared. And, and they said, just Lars can't make it to the show tonight. Would you be willing to help us out and fill in for a couple of songs? And, uh, I was like, yeah, man, of course, no problem, you know? You know, with one of the most influential metal bands, probably of all time, if not all time, uh, you know, I've been practicing, uh, you know, Metallica's, you know, catalog mm -hmm. since, like, 1983. <laughs> yeah. Like we all have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like we all have, exactly, so... What a what an opportunity, man, and what a gift! And uh, and I went up there and put my mask on. I just I didn't put my coveralls on or anything. I just wore what I was wearing and went up there and you know guested along with Dave Lombardo and Fleming played a you know fade to black and that was killer. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was just awesome, man that he stepped up for his man and played one of the most emotional, like Metallica songs ever. That was really cool to watch. And, uh, yeah, man, it was a great experience and I'll never forget it. And it was probably actually one of the, one of the coolest, coolest experiences of my life. And I can't thank Metallica enough and, uh, just for the music and the opportunity and taking us on tour and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, man, that was a great night. It was killer. Yeah, man, you've got to play on stage with Rob Zombie, Metallica, Korn, obviously Slipknot, Sensanium, Vimic, so many other bands, man. You've lived a life, and uh, thanks for the time today, man. You got it, dude. You uh, Any interviews that you need, man, just give me a call, and uh, thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Joey. And thanks, for, and, and thanks for the compliments, man. That's really, really cool. It goes far with me, all right? So hail metal, hail life. It's going to be awesome. Shadows! <laughs>
What's up, everybody? This is Rob Rivera from the band Nonpoint, and this is Rob's pick from the kit here uh, on the Talk To Me podcast. But today I'm going to pick, uh, since uh, the guest today is Joy Jordanson, I'm going to pick Slipknot. Uh, first time I saw Slipknot was, I think it was the 99 Ozfest in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. And I was, I had seen pictures of them, I had no idea what they sounded like, and I saw them all with the outfits and the masks. I'm like, well, this, this should be interesting. And here out there in the middle of summer, wearing these outfits, and it was just scorching hot. There's these nine dudes on the second stage. Uh, rest in peace, Paul Gray, by the way. Um, and they're just out there just beating each other with bats and, and just lighting themselves on fire. And just, it was just chaos at that stage. And, I'd never seen anything like it. It's just full of energy. Um, I walked away very impressed. I mean, that was probably the best performance, I think, the second stage that day. I mean, it was just insanity. It was uh, one of the coolest live experiences that I've ever seen. We're talking about middle of the day, no lights or nothing, just them going at it, just going nuts. And uh, the coolest thing about that tour is uh, eating breakfast with this guy for two weeks on the Ozfest, just ran into this guy every every day on Ozfest, and I had no idea who it was, and it turned out to be Corey Taylor from Slipknot, and we were talking about metal and all this other stuff, and he turned out to be a really cool dude, and and still to this day I have no I, no idea what uh, some of the guys look like. Uh, the only ones I know are like Sid and Joey, Corey, and. Uh, and Jim, and I can't remember the other guitar player's name. I I knew who he was because he was so tall. He was very easy to recognize, but I uh, had no idea who the other guys were. But uh, uh, really, really cool uh, experience watching them. And then we actually got to tour with them on the second Ozfest. Uh, the first side, the first Ozfest that we did, and uh, they were playing on the main stage. They were supporting Iowa, and God, that was just insanity. They had explosions and all kinds of pyro and all kinds of cool stuff and and a really really cool tour and uh, like I said Corey is just one of the nicest guys that I've, I've ever met out there and really good soul uh, extremely knowledgeable about metal music his knowledge of metal is incredible so anyway here is Wait and Bleed by Slipknot from their debut album thank you I felt the air rise up in me down and clear the stone of leaves I wander out where you can't see Inside my shell I wait and bleed I felt the air rise up in me I'm very wrong. I have to love my love. 
right. Huge thank you to Joey Jordison for taking the time. I definitely could have talked to him for hours and hours. We'll definitely get him back on the show. Fun talk, man. What a great guy. And uh, I can't say enough, man. He was so polite and enjoyed talking. Great conversation there. So thank you to Joey Jordison. Make sure you're checking out the new Sensanium album once it comes out. And a huge thank you to Scott Bowling of Good Company with Bowling. Make sure you're checking out his YouTube channel. That is Good Company with Bowling. Also, thanks to Foxbat for sponsoring the show. Check out their new album, Rot Gut, out August 3rd. And if you want to support the podcast monetarily, make sure you are heading over to patreon.com slash talk to me, choosing a tier and throwing a couple of bucks at the podcast. I want to send a huge shout out to all of my Patreon supporters out there already. But if you're not a Patreon supporter and you enjoy the show, listen to it weekly, listen all the way to the end like you are now. Make sure to head over to Patreon, throw a couple of bucks at it, and it will be much appreciated. So for Talk To Me, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net, I am Joshua Toomey, and I will talk to you guys next Thursday. Are you looking for some music to rock the fuck out to? Then go over to CMSRadio.net, CMSRadio.net. There's three stations there, one with the 24-hour classic metal show and two with streaming music, one of them being Uncontrolled Noise, the other being the Shock Waves Radio. So get over there today and rock out.